never worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you let us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd You know what that means. It's time for another new episode of the It's Canon Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things geek. The podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. The podcast where we talk about all things comic books, movies, toys, video games, books, Lego, anything and everything. And the best part of it all is, is that it's all in canon. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about Roblox. What the hell is it? And how it's helped a lot of parents during COVID lockdowns. We have tons of video game news, including what's going on with EA and FIFA. We're going to be talking about Outriders. We're also going to be dedicating some time to Stadia, as there's a lot going on there, um, including new games, their old boss, etc., etc. We're going to be talking about TV streaming numbers. And then, if time permits, we were going to give our spoiler-free impressions on Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I want everyone to know that we will have a special episode this Wednesday talking about both the Snyder Cut and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So today, spoiler-free chat on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wednesday, everyone better be caught up because we're going to be talking about all things spoilers on both the Snyder Cut and Falcon and Winter Soldier. As always... I'm your host, I'm Boris, and this week, I'm joined by Phil. Hello, Mr. Boris and everybody out there. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, I hope. That's good. I I, I feel the synergy this week. We both got white headphones on. I don't yep. know what that means. It we're both means we repping with both, style. We both have white headphones. That's, yeah. That's all it means. That's pretty much it. But I, I feel like we're repping with style, yo. Yeah, you be my peeps. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> yeah, we clearly own PS5s. That's what this means. Yeah, pretty much. You know, <laughs> it that was when I bought these. <laughs> yep, same here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny. I bought a white mouse too. I I just feel like that's the trend in electronics right now. Yep, as they're making everything alternate color white, and then pretty soon I'll be black again. So <laughs> yep, and then neon. It's gonna all be neon. So. Neon, yeah. Oh. I feel like we, we haven't had a neon phase in a while. Yeah, it's been like uh, 20, <laughs> 30, 20, 30 years since we've had one. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's about when I had a neon uh, uh, ski jacket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, during the uh, what oh, the Parker gosh. Lewis can do years. Remember that show I, I, from the early 90s? I, late I, 80s? I, I identify it with um, Ross Reblegati or whatever, that Canadian snowboarder that gotten all this shit because yep. he had weed in his system right? funny story uh, about i have him. one of his coats funny okay. story about it story about him and that story so the guy who writes our theme song kevin o'leary his father 
broke the news whether he was going to keep his gold medal or not. His father used to wow. work for, um, I forget which Canadian newspaper, and I know Kevin's going to give me shit right now when he listens to this episode. Um, I want to say the star. Let's go with the star, and I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, well, it's one of those iconic. It's either going to be the star, the globe, or or the sun. So. Yeah, but Kevin's dad broke the story, and the way the story is awesome because apparently no one was allowed into the meetings. Obviously, the IOC meetings, and he literally gave or the his source gave him a hand signal to say whether he's keeping his gold medal or not keeping his gold medal. And Kevin's dad wrote two stories: <laughs> one, either. He's keeping the gold medal. One either he's losing it, um, and they kept the they kept the printers on. They kept the printers on, and just to get this story in. So that newspaper was the only newspaper in all of Canada that broke that story the next day. Fantastic! That was such an exciting time for Canada too, you know, and and to have it potentially marred and whatnot with all of that, that controversy. But I, I feel like it probably helped a lot, especially at the time because people started talking more openly about marijuana and its use. And, you know, we now live in a country where it's completely legal. So yeah. interesting. I don't know if that's linked, but I'm, I'm sure it, it, it sits in the consciousness of, of a lot of Canadians. Yeah. And people around the world, right? Like they kind of now yeah. attribute marijuana getting high to Canada. So go figure. Um, anyways, like complete side story, but it's always something really cool that uh, anytime they bring up Ross, Ross Ribigliotti, uh, it's always like, hey, I know the guy whose dad broke the story. Yeah, he was sponsored by Nike at the time. And like they had these winter coats that are like Kodura and armored stuff. And they were like $900 back in the day. And they have a Nike outlet near me. I went up to there and they had it on for 200 bucks. So I grabbed it. So it's like fluorescent green and black. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my entry point into this neon talk that became cannabis. <laughs> you know who could use a neon shirt right now? Who? Our beloved TFC. Oh gosh. Those new shirts, eh? I, I bought one. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Like, of course you do. I think this is well. I, I I always buy a kit. There's only one kit I don't have, which was the plain, really plain white V-neck one. Yeah. But every other kit I've got, and some are worn, and some are never touched again. I fear this may be the one that I, the one red one that I'm not really that fond of. I I honestly can't even stand last year's. It looked good. In the pictures, but when I put it on, I look like a checkerboard. Yeah, it's just lines, and and I fear this is the same thing. It looks and and, and yeah, yeah, it's expensive as shit too. One sixty. Even, yeah, even with our fifteen percent off, it, like I just barely nudged under like one like one fifty two or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Yeah, the soccer shirts, especially like MLS, like you you would think that you want to bring down the price a little more because that way you can probably get more people buying MLS shirts than, you know, Manchester United, Liverpool, blah, 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 you know, and we can actually yeah. represent the teams in our continent. But no, that's not the way that marketing works here in North America. And yet they are nice jerseys. Like I will give MLS credit with Adidas, their partnership, because they're a full year ahead 
of where the European shirts get to. So they try stuff out with us, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So the technology and the the wicking and the thickness of the shirts and everything is really cutting edge. It is deceiving, though, when you go to Real Sports. Like, they send you this email and they go, you can get your kit now, just check it out. And you go to the follow the link, and the link is just... If you're not careful, you're buying a replica. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't dig on replicas if I don't like, they're not the same. They're thick. They have the badge sewn on instead of ironed on. And, you know, the super thin and, and textured badges and whatnot. And I, I like to have all the, I know it sounds dumb, but all the advertisers on it, like yeah. GE on the shoulder. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I think if you're going to spend that much money, like, why buy a, a replica at 130 when it's 150 for yeah. an authentic? I haven't and been that's able to, a, and yeah. yeah, I haven't been able to comfortably wear a soccer jersey in a really long time. Because, like, yeah, they fit me, but I just don't feel comfortable with them because they're skin fucking tight. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and a bigger guy like me, I got to be a little fucking careful sometimes. Like, I just don't feel comfortable in them. You know, now that I'm losing weight and I got this new schvelt body, maybe, maybe. But, no, yeah. for the past You're many years. there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. And you know what the funny part is? I'm doing nothing different. Like, okay, okay, that's a total lie. But in terms of what I eat, how much I eat, in terms of all that fun stuff, it's it's nothing different. Yeah. What it is, it's I finally have a schedule. I'm not eating at midnight. I'm not eating at 10 p.m. You know, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 6 p.m., that's when I'll have my two meals. And then basically between the hours of 6 p.m. and 11 a.m., it's water, if at all. Yeah. No, it's that schedule, right? And I've packed on the weight. I've actually gone up a size. So I always have to make sure with these jerseys, I buy definitely a size bigger. Because they are, they say, they're slim fit. Like, they are cozy in the spots that sometimes you don't want them to be cozy in. Yep. Yep. It's uh yeah, it's it's yeah. always difficult too doing it by mail order. Normally, you'd be at the stadium putting it on, and saying, "Yeah, this is the one. This is the one. This is, I feel it." And then you know you buy it, and now it's like, "Well, I hope it fits." Yeah, <laughs> the past two years. Yeah, so I gotta ask you, if because yeah. there's a lot of rumors going around about what's actually going on with BMO Field this year, and a lot of it obviously depends on vaccination numbers and borders opening but would you go back to BMO this year Mm, i'd really have to think long and hard about that i would love to i would love to i would love to have the world back to normal i i I really would like even today i was telling boris that i'm making some some sauce or something that i watched on tv and I had to go up to No Frills, and I picked up some some just some quick food because it's the closest grocery store to me. And I just walked up to a cashier, like it was the before times. Yeah. And then I hear this guy behind me going, <clears throat> and I'm like, "Oh shit! I'm sorry." Like there's a lineup, you know. I I yeah. had been down that aisle before where they line up, and it looked like it was empty. So I thought I was clear, and I didn't really check. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot COVID." Like. It just felt yeah. like, oh, and I just feel more and more that that's something that's in me that I'm just like, okay, I'm tired of the pandemic, just like everybody else is. I'm tired of lockdowns. I'm tired of all this stuff. And yeah, I'd love to go back, but I think I'd really have to to look at if am I vaccinated? 
uh, is there going to be social distancing? Everything like it, it would all have to be in totality. Like, would w- would I go back for a single game if I knew that it was a quarter capacity? Maybe. Yeah. But if we're looking at seventy percent capacity, no fucking way. Yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat. Um, you know, like we've made it a year without getting COVID. Um, I want to kind of keep that up right now. At this point, if I feel like yeah. if I get COVID, I would feel like an idiot. I did a year of all this for nothing. Um, and, uh, you know, just because it doesn't fit your narrative, because you're upset, because you're angry, blah, 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 you know, doesn't take away from the fact that COVID is still out there. The numbers are still going up because I know a lot of people, I know as a fact, even within my social circles, people are starting to, you know, do stuff that they're not Relax. supposed to. You know, even yeah. this weekend, for example, here in the greater Toronto area, in Peel and Toronto, so like the downtown core and the uh, the wannabe Toronto of Mississauga and Brampton, um, <laughs> they've finally opened up for patio season. And the rules are social distancing, 25% capacity, maximum five people of the same house. Who's yeah. going to follow that? It's... And the numbers are creeping up, and we we have to remember as well, the numbers are two weeks back, right? Yep. So the numbers, in fact, are, are higher. Like, we, we can guarantee that as they sit today. And these variants are concerned, right? All this stuff combined with a opening and spring. I drove down the street yesterday from a quick trip up to, I know I sound like I live at the grocery store, but I actually had to actually do my weekly groceries. Today was a special trip for, for items. But driving back, I saw all kinds of people walking on the street. The weather's great out there. None of them had masks. There were groups of 10 and more. So I'm pretty yeah. sure they weren't in one household. You know what I mean? And, and they're just out having a good time. Yep. And on one side of me, it says, hey, more power to you. I get it. But another part of me says, oh, man. This isn't going to end well for a lot of people. Like this yeah. is this is a really dangerous situation that's going to get more and more dangerous. And the thing that I don't understand is I live in a zone where they allow eating in, mm-hmm. and that's what drives me nuts because your servers could be affected. It's needless. You know, get the food to go. You don't need to go to the keg if ten people inside the keg eating. Or whatever, you're putting your servers in danger, you're putting everybody, because the server gets it, doesn't know they have it, then the next people they serve potentially get it, and the next people, and the next people. Like, you're looking at an outbreak in Oakville, I think, of over 200 people in a steakhouse. Yep. Because they got served, because they were sitting there. Yep. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, get it to go. And this is where, like, the government um, rollout of the vaccination just doesn't make sense. And this is why, like, I understand where people become... COVID deniers because just because the government screws up in a lot of things and how they've handled lockdowns, how they've handled funding, how they've tried to keep small businesses closed as opposed to large box stores. Now you have the issue where your servers aren't in line to get vaccinated until way down the road. Shouldn't they be higher on the list? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, and it's just such a travesty about, about, um, the order and and how it's being done by region instead of provincially mandated or even federally mandated it's just maddening like i I think that there should be people who have underlying conditions like chronic lifelong diseases and whatnot if you're going through cancer treatment or whatnot you should be front of the line 
in my opinion. Like, it shouldn't matter about age or anything. I'm telling you, like, to me, you got to triage this. Like, yes, the older people. Yes, people with underlying conditions. You know, like, get the, the most susceptible and the people who are in those jobs, like a server, like a grocery store clerk. Any yeah. of these people, regardless of age, they're having to risk their lives to do their job. Yep. And that's not right. You know, like, I know with my work, we can work remotely. Great. Yep. You know, it's, it's, I, I have way less risk in my life. But if I'm working at the local metro or no frills or something, and I'm just a kid trying to make it, oh man, that's a tough go, especially yep. with this pandemic. Exactly. Let's cut your extra pay. Let's put you down the line and getting vaccinated. Yeah. It's like, it's just a shit show. Anyways, that's enough of that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's our social Phil. political commentary. Exactly. So, <laughs> Phil, what have you been up to this week? Uh, you know what? It um, it was a week, that's for sure. Snowpiercer, I'm starting to fall off on that show again. I'm not, I'm not loving the episodes. Like, I, I really like that Melanie one. I don't understand why you go out and you get Jennifer Conley, and then cut her out for the season. Like, that's a, that's a tough call, but. It, uh, she's definitely, I find her characters very interesting and compelling and she holds the show together and it really is fraying apart for me interest wise again, but I'm hoping it pulls me back in, um, resident alien. I actually haven't caught up on that one yet, but I will shortly because there was just a lot this week, Falcon and the winter soldier, like we talked about and the justice league, the Snyder cut. Is four hours of my life right there. I'm not gonna say I want it back or anything. I'm not gonna but it's four ruin hours. it for anybody. But it is four hours. It's an investment. Like that's a couple nights of solid watch. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Been watching a bit of that. The Stand is on. Um, is on Amazon Prime here in Canada. Yep. I started watching that. I read the book years and years ago. It's creepy as shit with this pandemic. Again, it comes back to that. Started giving me the creepies. So my fallback, everybody, is comic book men. <laughs> I have to Great I have to go to where the comedy is and my get my geek on. It's between that or even I was watching a little bit of dogma. Because hey, why not have a shit demon in it? You know? I'm Just assuming you were watching the DVD. Um my friend has it on his plex. Right. Yep. So I fired it up there, but I do have the DVD. It is done up like a Bible. Yeah. It is a great. I've even ordered a um, Got Christ shirt. Yep. So I'm really gonna piss my 82 year old dad off. Love it. So I'm I'm engineering all kinds of rage, <laughs> and that's what I do for entertainment. So <laughs> I love it. Love it. Let's love see it. the reaction now. Yeah. <laughs> I should I should record it with my cell phone or something. <laughs> yeah. Be the Tom Green of, of podcasting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I what have you been up to, buddy? What have I been up to? I'm so behind on Snowpiercer. I'm two episodes behind, maybe even three. I don't remember. The last episode I watched was the Melanie episode. So whenever that was. Yeah. Um, get, be prepared. Yeah, I know. I've been told. My friend, she keeps telling me, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else? This so I week finished... was a big step back, man. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Um, this week, I've finished New Amsterdam. Uh, there's only two episodes or two seasons out in Netflix because they're on season three now. 
um, started watching this new Spanish show called Sky Rojo, uh, Red Sky, mm. Sky Red, um, and it's made by the same creators as uh, Money Heist. So, you know, if you like no. that show, it's a very similar in style, very similar in tone. Um, basically, it is a about these brothel workers, if you know what I mean, uh, who are on mm. the run from their pimps. So, yeah, pretty fun yeah. show. Very short. Each episode is about a half an hour, eight episodes. I'm about I finished half the season yesterday. I just flew by the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to probably finish watching the other ones maybe tomorrow because uh, tonight I have some, uh, some other work to do. Uh, but this whole week is going to be mm. crazy because I have uh, a conference, a user conference. Um, so I'm going to have to be in front of the camera doing presentations and stuff all week. So... Yeah, um, that's pretty much pimp all life, I y'all. You're living the pimp life. Pretty much, it's weird, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's I, yeah. I've been so busy, to be honest, but yet I feel like I've done nothing at the end of the day. You know? Oh my gosh! You know what yesterday was? The one year anniversary of Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. Yeah, but get this. <laughs> all right, what's up? I I played it and I don't know if I ever want to play it again. <laughs> I could have told you that a year ago. <laughs> I hit my commitment of playing it every day for a year. 310 hours is my total playtime. By far my most played Nintendo Switch video game. And I don't know, there are parts that I'm going to miss and then there's things I'm never going to miss. Yeah. And I, I, I might have to drop in once in a while just to see how my little guys are doing. And I might go chaotic. And I even debated last night about um, possibly starting a new island and seeing what that experience is like. But I think that would be frustrating. Because it takes so long to build up in that game. It really does. And yeah. I, I deliberately took a slow burn approach. So yeah. Animal Crossing's fare thee well i will be taking a break there you go thank you for your pandemic entertainment and letting me have all of your characters use words like stinky tips and camel toe licka so i uh i got my entertainment out of you and i still don't have an orange or a peach so (laughs) fuck you animal crossing i love it i love it could have told you this was going to happen a year ago, but it is what it is. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say, and I completely forgot. I guess it's not important. Doom Eternal? Nah, had nothing to do with that. Now, that was a big patch it downloaded this week. Yeah. I think I think it got content, because I, I think when I buy them digitally, I buy that really super expensive one. And then I'm like, hey, that game's re-downloading. No, it's a patch. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, jeez. Only if there was a way that you could play a game without having to download anything. Oh, Stadia. <laughs> Woot! <laughs> All right, so shall we get started on our uh, with our stuff, our weekly... Let's get going, oh. man. Let's do the ranting and the raving and the talking and the stuff. Yep. All right, so before we get started, we will be talking about Justice League, the Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder's Justice League... On Wednesday, we have takes, we have hot takes, but 
I know it's four hours, and I want people to watch it, and then we can talk about it because it's going to be full-blown spoilery, um, and we're also going to take that episode to talk about full-blown spoilers of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, just so our audience knows, I know in the past, when we talk about shows, like let's say The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian's 45 minutes, and we take two hours to talk the fuck out of it, we will not be doing an eight-hour podcast. <laughs> nope. This this will not be in slow motion for half of it. <laughs> right? we, we're going to avoid what Zack Snyder did in some cases. <laughs> it will um, be a quicker yeah. discussion. Very much It'll so. It'll be flash style. Flash yep. style. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to be something for sure. But uh, yeah, because I know I have a lot of people asking, even on my personal Facebook page, um, you know, whether we're going to be talking about it so yes we will um so we'll dedicate a whole episode to that on wednesday and we're going to talk about falcon winter soldier then but we're going to kind of give some highlights overview today if there is time at the end so we're going to start off yeah. with roblox have you heard of this thing yeah. roblox phil yeah I, I i hear it about kids using it i i think it's something similar to minecraft i i know i i saw this story last week i didn't bring it up but the parent company, I'm pretty sure, sold. Like, they went for, uh, they, they put themselves out on the uh, stock market, did they not? Yes, they did. So, uh, the children's digital game Roblox launched on the New York Stock, stock Exchange last week. Uh, the company's share price rapidly just took off. Um, by the end of the day, it was valued at $38 billion. Billies. Billies. Billion. That's a Three. lot of money. Billion. Billion. All right. So Roblox, it's been around since 2004, but because they're of this little thing called Minecraft, a lot of people didn't really hear about it, um, but it's very similar where you create worlds, you know, but there's more to Roblox than in Minecraft. Um, in Roblox, you can actually create games. So it gives you a, um, a developer package and an editor and if you know programming you can create full games full worlds full everything so there's so many extensions to this roblox thing now um in 2020 roblox had 32.6 million daily active users playing for an average of 2.6 hours per day across pcs gaming consoles and mobile devices uh for comparison uh fortnite has only 25 million active daily users. Put that into perspective. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I, apparently, if you have a kid between, like, ages 7 to 14, they are obsessive about this thing. Like, yeah. it, it, it's it's a parent's dream in terms of give them a tablet and just go play Roblox. <laughs> yep. And, and away they the go. Like, so as I mentioned earlier, Roblox Studio, anyone can create virtual worlds and games that can easily be released on the Roblox platform instantly, becoming available to millions of players. Uh, the user-created content can then be played by other players. Uh, Roblox has an embedded system for making small purchases within the platform, and creators receive 30% of the revenue. In 2020, Roblox paid out $328.7 million to users. So... Wow. You know, kind of yeah isn't it it's it's 
it's brilliant when you think about it, right? Some yeah. creators earned as much as $50,000 per month. According to Roblox, there was more than 300 creators who earned over $100,000 in 2020. So why is this important for children? So this is what parents need to know. If you have in a child, let's say seven to 14 years old, um, badgering you about joining their friends in Roblox, you know, what do you need to know? If they're interested in programming, Roblox can be a great way to get started. It has relatively simple code editor, as I mentioned earlier, and children as young as eight or nine can learn how to develop their own games uh, with tons of courses available on the internet for kids, parents, teachers. However, there's always that however, the openness, it's a little too open sometimes. So, mm -hmm. As anything like anything popular, people are going to take advantage of it. So there is a chance your child could encounter troubling content. Um, there have been reports of sexually explicit games, games with themes that parents might not want their children exposed to. Um, so uh, there are things that your parents or parents, you as the parent, can do to create a safe online and playing environment playing environment. Roblox provides information on its website about how to limit chat functions, uh, report problems. Parents should also know certain games allow trading of in-game items, including ones purchased with real money. So this all has the e-safety stuff. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of parental controls, but, you know, it's 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 an open world. You, you still got a parent. Parents got a parent at some point, right? Yeah. But, you yep. know, if you have a child who is interested in video games, who's interested in this kind of stuff, this is a perfect introduction to programming for them. And I love the the idea of this. Yeah, it, it it's it's getting somebody trained up for a career early on. Like it, you can definitely find out if there's an interest there in your kid for programming because that that is a a, a future career possibly. It's interesting that it's got its own economy and everything too. Like I'm seeing games come up on Stadia and whatnot, like called the Creta or something like that, where you can create your own games. Yeah. And there's also been another one I think called Dreams or something like that on the PS4. And it's interesting, like this whole idea that you can create your own game and then digitally share it with other people. So then you can see the top games and the newest games and all this kind of stuff. And they're all made within the game. Yep. And they, they can be very different than what that game presents itself as. So people can be very, very creative. It's almost like learning how to program in the Unreal Engine, for example. You can yeah. you, There's a whole bunch of games that I see. And I go, oh, wow, the graphics are really cool or different. And then I find out it's made in Unreal. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it doesn't all have to look like Gears of War. Yeah. It doesn't all have to look like XYZ. This is a very versatile engine, and really it's it's the creators that give it definition. So I, I find I find stuff like that like, good for them that they, they went public and they, they've commanded the recognition that they probably deserve. I, I thought it was maybe overvalued, but hearing this backstory really makes me think like oh man like maybe there's a lot more to this than i thought like, yeah this really actually got me thinking bullshit. more about like you just brought up unreal engine but you know unreal engine you kind of have to know a little more development yeah um to get going but with this developer studio it sounds like you know if if they're promoting it to kids eight or nine years old to 14 
then it's got to be easy enough. And I think this is a great way not only to entertain your children with video games, but it allows that creativity that a lot of children have been missing since, you know, the lockdowns and COVID has started. I'm not saying that this is going to take away from human interaction, but it's for sure something that will allow their creativity to kind of get loose. Um, you know, mm-hmm. parents are trying to come up with new and interesting ways to get children to be creative, to get them out there, to get them interacting. And I think this is a great way to not only educate your children, keep them entertained, but it also gives them a trade that, in my opinion, is going to be vital for any job down the road. I think that at some point, you're going to need to know some form of programming, no matter what you do. Even if you're a secretary in an office, even if you are or an in-person, it, like, it doesn't matter. You're going to need to know some form of programming in some shape, way, or form. Yeah, it's all logic-based, right? So... The more you learn about how things work and routines and and flow charts and things like that, like all these fundamentals and how you assemble stuff in programming are translatable to almost any position yeah. out there. And yeah, that that's like the most expanding area of my work, I think, is the dev end of it. Right. Yeah. So I, I I see that as you're right. It's a key to the future. And you know what? It's been going strong before the pandemic. The pandemic yes. probably helped it out even more. But it's just like Lego. Uh this week I think they released uh for the VIPs the Winnie the Pooh set. And I was thinking about grabbing that. It's already sold out before one day. Wow. Like that really is a toy. Like there is literally I can't buy the Lego sets I want to buy on Lego.com because they're sold out. Wow. I can't get the Moss Eisley. It hasn't been in stock for six months now. I can't get that Winnie the Pooh. I can't get the bonsai tree. It's sold out. I can't get the police station. It's yeah. sold out. Like, there's nothing... Like, everything that I would find desirable is gone. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, there's no date on when it's coming back. Like, literally, they're now stocking the uh, Star Wars set with the, the clone troopers, the 501st that all the fans petitioned to get going. It was sold out for easily six months. You couldn't even get your hands on it. And it's a $40 a set. Like, it's not cheap. That is crazy. So I I always equate that to things like Roblox and whatnot. Like, anything where you're creative at home um, is popular right now. Like, when, when you can build with Lego or build on a computer game... And I guess that's computer games in general too, right? Like we we talk about the PS5, we talk about other systems, and yeah, all that shit is so popular. Like I can only imagine the the sales numbers for 2020 and 2021 with all of this COVID and 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 social phobia out there, out there. Yep, I agree. So yeah, so if you have children, let us know if your kids play Roblox. Like I'm very interested to, to learn more about this. Like I heard of it. Like I hear of Minecraft, but I didn't mm-hmm. really know what the difference was until I actually started doing some more research on the subject when it came up. Cuz when I saw the valuation, I'm like, what's the deal here? What's going on though? What makes this different from Minecraft? What makes this different from other stuff, right? So, yeah, now I know. People can maybe make maybe money. maybe we need to play some Roblox boards. I know. I feel like we sh- like we're missing out on a lot. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering. Like, I'll, I'll take a look into it and see how accessible it is, and whatnot. Like, what the charges are. 
And I think it's on Switch. I'm not sure if it's on PlayStation, but I'm sure it must be. And I just never seen it before. Um, I've never, it could be literally in front of me right now and I wouldn't be able to tell you, right? Like I tried so hard to play Minecraft years ago. Like that was one of my early discs for the PS4 was Minecraft. Cause I'm like, well, this shit's blowing up. I got to get on the Minecraft train. And I'm like, the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) I, I just could not get the hang of that game. And then the nighttime comes and these zombie things are after me and I'm just barricading myself into a place and crying into my lap in a corner. It's just, it was just too much, man. I'm like, kids play this a lot. Yeah. But I did enjoy the Minecraft stories. But Yeah, my nephew was really yeah, into it for a little bit. Um, built some really cool stuff. Like, he's very creative in art and whatnot, and he did some really cool stuff with that. Uh, my other nephew, I don't think he's been exposed to minecraft just yet and i don't know how creative he is i know he likes destroying things but i don't know how creative he is um yeah he likes everything's a boss battle to him he always talks about boss battles it's hilarious um hey but yeah there's nothing wrong with that man oh not at all nothing not at all. wrong with that that's, life that's is a the... never being an adult well, is a never ending boss battle that's a well calibrated kid to know the boss battles <laughs> you got um, doing some 2D platform in there, buddy. Exactly. And then <laughs> my friend's daughter loves Minecraft. Uh, so much so that my friend bought her the VR, PlayStation 4 VR. Wow. Just a, just a Minecraft out and that. Yep. Cool. I, I, I respect that shit out of anybody who's able to, to create something in it. It's not easy for, for guys like me, especially. I think it would be easier on the computer than it is with a controller, but yeah, man, it's crazy shit for this old and feeble brain. I know, right? (laughs) It's kind of funny how that works. Uh, But, all right, so uh, we're going to move on. We're going to start talking about other video games, more video game news. We're done with Roblox. We're going to move on to Outriders. Phil, should someone cancel their Outriders free purchase um this is interesting because last week i told you guys in the chat that it looks like outriders is going to be going to xbox game pass just because of a message that xbox had put out to somebody and the words used were very very much indicating but this is all just two and two this isn't directly putting it out there and you guys kind of responded to me and said, that's a bit of a reach, but okay, let's see what happens, right? Because, yeah, it was, but I know Xbox have done cryptic shit like this in the past. And then it turns out this week they come out and they make the announcement, which is really good of them, because I didn't put any money down on a pre-order, so I don't have any quandary about doing it. But I think the people should be allowed, like, first of all, I think it's fair to say, and with this game, it's a bit different because they've had a demo going for like a full month of them trying to get the server capacity and game dynamics right. So I do feel that we're getting to try before we buy. But by and large, we got to stop pre-ordering video games because what they're delivering is not what they're promising in many, many cases, right? And then it just compla- and then it becomes a complaint fest online and a dumping ground. Yep. You can just ask CD Projekt Red about what that's like. And we got to stop feeding that beast. 
And I think you should buy your game. There's no digital shortages. You should just buy your game on the day it releases for the platform that you like. And then if you have an Xbox and you have Game Pass and you get Outriders for free, play the shit out of it while it's free. And then maybe it's three months or four months or six months before it goes to a paid back to taken out of rotation. And you have to buy it if you want to play it. Then you just wait for a sale and pick it up. Like, it'll go down to thirty nine ninety nine. I guarantee you, in three months. Yeah. And you pick it up, and then you don't have to worry about, is it on Game Pass or not? If you love the game that much and you're putting the time into it, that's when you buy it. It's a really simple equation to me. But there seems to be backlash online. I've been kind of, people are like sitting there saying, well, that's a shitty strategy and all that. And I'm like, hey, I'm a consumer. I don't have to waste my money. If if I know, like, I never buy FIFA the weekend it comes out because I'm not a chump. I'm not going to spend seventy nine ninety nine to play virtual soccer. I'm going to wait until Black Friday, three two months after it releases, and it's always drops down to thirty nine ninety nine. Hey, that's an a, an acceptable price. I even mm-hmm. rebought the freaking game on Stadia this week because it was thirty two dollars, and it's the first weekend that's on Stadia, and I wanted to experiment with it. Because yeah. the, the PS5 version of that game is vastly different than the PS4 version. There's no more loading screens. There's no more playing those little wonky games, which are fun. But those little dribbling games and shooting and all that kind of stuff, the skill games, yeah. they they don't come up in the load screen because that freaking hard drive is super fast. And from what I can see on Stadia, it's the same thing. So Stadia really is competing with the big boys. Good. When they want to and they can, right? Like, it's that's yeah. a whole other issue we're, we're going to get to in a little bit. But... Yeah. Um, but Outriders, yeah. Outriders, video game, MERS, gamers are notorious for wanting something first. I don't know why. Whether it's they want to complain about it first, they want the badge of honor saying, I played it first. I don't know what it is, yeah. but video gamers are notorious for wanting something yesterday. Um, so I can see why this strategy doesn't work for them. But at the same time, you know, there's different levels of vid- of gamers. Like there's the casual. We have to remember, you know, you and I are not casuals in that sense. We sometimes are, um, but yeah, it's 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 overall, you know, we play things first. We want things first because we want to talk about it on the show. Um, you know, so again, it's kind of like a badge mm-hmm. of honor even for us in that sense. Um, but just like you said, for certain games, like the sports games, I don't buy them on at release anymore because just like you said, within a month or two, they're going to be on sale. In fact, you know when I buy all my sports games? Black Friday because they're on sale mm-hmm. for thirty nine ninety nine or 40 whatever, you know, whatever yep. price. So anyway, yeah, so it's one of those things where, you know, it's, um, yeah, Video gamers, this is kind of their own issue. And they have to remember that there's other people involved in this equation. In fact, you know, it's those people that they're trying to get into more games. It's those people who would casually spend money that they want to, you know, hook, line, and center right now, right? So I think that it's really important for, for hardcore gamers to remember that everything is not made for them. It's it's, yep. it's 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 a huge industry with many people. 
Yeah, well, we ran into this all the time when I played World of Warcraft. Because I was on that that razor edge of, do I want to raid or not? Right? Because I knew that there was a whole part of the game that I wasn't experiencing. And I remember the raid guys are like, oh man, it's it's lifestyle. You know, you if you want to join the raids, you got to be online like 20 of 24 hours a day. You have to do this and you have to eat the shit to get up into the drop zones so you get uh, eligibility at certain things all that kind of stuff and i'm like well that's not for me but they were so resentful of the fact that that people like me were playing the game yeah right like that that uh, that i had found a way to play it that made me happy yeah that didn't involve raiding for the elite loot yeah. so to well, speak i was just like oh, i'm happy with these armor pack the the, the the this shoulder armor that i got out of a small little like you know, dungeon thing. This is why I stopped playing League of Legends really quick. I played hardcore for about a year, but, you know, I'm not gonna fucking get yelled at by Jomo Bro from God knows where just because I didn't, you know, do exactly as you're supposed to do. Like, tranquilo, yeah. people. Like, it, it's too much sometimes. So you have a very toxic fandom and culture, and there, in, in my opinion, there's nothing worse than the League of Legends fandom. Yeah, well, I can tell you, like a lot of a lot of video games are like that. It's why I won't play Fortnite. It's why I won't play, you know, even Call of Duty. Yep, anything like that. The majority of my games that I, if I play online, I'm playing with my friends, and we're playing co-op. Yep, you know, those are the criteria. So Borderlands Three is our perfect type of game. Borderlands Two, Borderlands One, Two, Three, all that kind of stuff because it's just us common goal and we're shooting the shit while we're playing it's just fun a uh, division division one division two again co-op we're not trying to kill each other we're trying to get uh, achieve a common goal and that's yeah that um sadly video games like outriders looks like it could be fun but i have to see i'm really appreciative that it's going to be free yeah. on xbox game pass because i have to see what the dynamic is online like, is it all online and everybody that I'm playing with? Or is there a sealed-off campaign? Here's I have a lot of questions about what the actual gameplay is going to be when it comes to the social aspects. Here's my thing. When I see Outriders, I see no difference between that and Apex Legends. So why am I going to spend money on Outriders when I can just play Apex Legends for free? Well, I can tell you this about Outriders. I have played the demo on the PS4 slash 5. And it's very much because it's the crew that used to make Gears of War yeah, for Epic, right? And they sold it to Microsoft. Microsoft does it now. But this is, they did Bulletstorm in the past as people can fly division. They did Bulletstorm, which I had a lot of fun with that game. Um, I like that it's kind of similar to that, that third person Gears thing, you know, getting dodging for cover and it's a new story. And I'm I'm curious to know where that part of it goes. But if it's just going to be an Apex Legends, you're right. An Apex Legends that charges, I'm out. But I've I've got no skin in the game. Yeah. With Game Pass, like that's that's the thing. I I don't feel compelled to get it day one on Stadia, PS5, whatever. I got no skin in the game. I can just play it, play it, and if I don't like it, then nothing. I don't care. Delete. Like that's that simple. I love that about it. Yep. I love that Game Pass is the Netflix of video gaming. 
Exactly. There's shit that I try on that that I have no business trying. No business whatsoever. And I have fun with it. I'm just like, hey, I get to talk about it on the show or whatever, my experience with a, a video game, whatever it is. Like Out, Outer Worlds, I have that. That's a game that typically I, I might like. I'm on the edge about it because it's it's kind of Fallout-ish because it's made by Obsidian, the guys who did New Vegas. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I got it for free. I'm still playing it for free. It's been a year, and that game's on Game Pass nonstop. It doesn't get revoked. And then you look at all the Bethesda titles that are now under Microsoft that got released. Microsoft are killing it this month with this Game Pass. Just freaking, like, they are fucking killing it right now. Yeah. So exactly. good for them. Like, it's a lot of games. That they Sony's got to pick it up because they do have PS Now. You know, people always forget. We always talk about yep. Game Pass, but they do have PS Now, and it is good. Like, they do have pretty good games on it, and it's only twelve ninety nine a month. It's kind of pricey for what yeah. you get at the end of the day, but it works. It works really well, and your internet doesn't even need to be the best to play. Um, like, I've played it on shitty er, internet. internet, like, you know, 10 megs per second. Yeah, because typically these game services, like even Microsoft's Game Pass for Cloud, it's only streaming at like 720p. Yeah. That type of thing, because they're using the old Xboxes. But also, it, 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 it these works. These games are typically you know? not PS4 games that I would play on that. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at it the other night. There's a 25% off sale. You can get a year of PS Now for 59.99. I should Canadian. cancel mine and buy that instead. Anyways. Yeah, you should, because that's on sale right now. But I, I I, just, I look at the titles and I'm not enticed. I have most of those titles. Or yeah. if I don't, I don't really want them. You know, that's that's the difference. It's, I have a really heavy investment in Sony's catalog. Yep. Whereas Xbox, it's a little bit lighter. They they yeah. took a totally different approach. So yeah. I think next next month for... Sony, they're upping free games right now for the pandemic stuff, just like they did last year. And next month's free game is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. The Ultimate Edition. So all of the add-on packages. Everything. So that's um, all the DLC. So that I'm not buying any DLC. I haven't bought any for that game. I'm definitely not buying it now because they're, they're going to be ramping up for the sequel to come out for the PS5. Yep. So... It's well done, Sony. Like, they are starting to react. Yeah. But it's just they got to up their streaming game. Yeah, they have a lot to do. It's an uphill battle for them. But it's there. They have the technology. Let's hope that they can get the right titles, especially with their, you know, and I'm not too concerned about their exclusive titles. It's kind of getting other publishers on board, right? Anyways, mm -hmm. so what is our biggest beef with FIFA and any EA game? <laughs> it would be the loot boxes, is it yep. not? Yep. And, you know, it was just a matter of time for some shady, shady, shady stuff to happen <laughs> internally at EA with these loot boxes and uh, their FIFA Ultimate Team cards, right? <laughs> yep. I, I know mean, where you're going with this one. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Hashtag E. A gate. I'm I'm assuming you've heard of what's going on. I'm sure most of our or some of our 
listeners have, um, especially those listeners who know us from the Red Patch Boys and the soccer world. Um, EA Gate, it's a thing. It's going on on Twitter. So basically, the earlier this month, the scandal broke um, where there was inconf- unconfirmed direct messages show that what appeared to be an EA employee or employees selling the game's rarest cards and packages um, priced 750 to a thousand pounds, um, you know, and and essentially they're they're selling it on the quote unquote black market. Yep, it's uh, there is some private messages shown that show people prearranging to purchase certain cards or certain packs, and the reference was is that they had somebody on the inside. Yep, maybe more than one. Maybe more than and one. yeah, so shockingly, this is very similar to Sneakergate, yes. which happened to Nike, where an executive son was running a sneaker empire. Uh, he even rented a warehouse <laughs> for the sneakers that he had. Yep, and they're trying. She resigned. When she found out that there was this conflict of interest and claimed that she had not assisted her son. But man, oh man, did that ever stink the high hell? And this is on the same heels of that. Like, it certainly looks like there's something going on inside of uh, EA. That uh, the funny thing is, I have FIFA 21, 20, 19, 18, all, all the way back to like probably like 94. I have all these games like on the Sega Master System. And I've never once bought one of these fucking packs. <laughs> and I never plan to. <laughs> like, it's amazing that this whole culture exists. It's yeah. a huge moneymaker. I never really and- realized how big this Ultimate Team stuff is. Like, I buy FIFA to play the game, to play with my buddies online, to enjoy the game, the career, the manager mode. I've never touched this stuff. I refuse to spend a cent. I don't even show up to get the free cards on the, on the promotion, like when we could get the yeah. stuff and all that, you know? I don't give a shit about any of that. Like, I just don't care. That's I know. me personally. And that's, that, that's the same as me. Like, I get the biggest kick out of the fact that we have the Volta football in the last two years. So we can play some three-on-three or five-on-five soccer you know what i mean like i like that shit i like that it's fast paced and that there's not it's like playing checkers versus chess when you're doing those quick dirty games in san paulo and stuff like this you know you're going around the world paris and everything and kicking the the ball around and doing tricks and whatnot i think that that's just great that's a great game mode along with all the other stuff but this ultimate stuff i can't believe how much money ea makes off of this this is why like, I was shocked because I was farting around with NHL, all right? I'm starting to get back into hockey a little bit. And I'm playing the NHL stuff. And I bought the EA Pass because I want to play it on my PS5. I want to play it on the better system than the Xbox that I have. So I'm farting around with that. And there's no PS5 version of NHL, but there's a PS5 version of FIFA 21, like, day one. You know what I mean? Like, the PS5 exists. Here's your version. It's such a huge game. Such a huge game. And and they're in shit in a lot of countries too, the European countries, because they're calling loot boxes exactly what they are, and that is gambling. Right? It's it's there's no disguising the fact that 
that they're basically letting kids gamble with their money or their parents' money uh, by playing this loot box game. You know, I purchase something, I don't know what's inside. That sounds an awful lot like a slot machine to me. <laughs> like, I'm pulling the lever, I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> Just a, it's just a crazy thing, man. Yeah, and EA has faced a lot of criticism for Ultimate Teams and, and just in general and EA, you know, with their microtransactions and video games, um, you know, Battlefront. Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge <laughs> one. Uh, you know, using real world to basically play the lottery. You don't know <clears throat> what you're going to get. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but this EA gate is the first time that employees are involved in this and i'm sure this isn't the first time this is happening this is the first time that it's come to light um so yeah uh so ea is finally starting to talk about this what they've said in a statement is we have launched a rigorous investigation nearing how this may have happened and identifying those accounts which have received content through this illicit method our initial investigation shows questionable activity involving a very small number of accounts and items although it is not a large number if these allegations prove up this activity is unacceptable we will permanently ban any accounts identified as receiving items transferred nefariously and we have suspended all discretionary content granting for an indefinite period so basically Notice that they haven't said anything about the possibility of internal involvement here. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go after the people that bought the shit, but we're we're gonna leave the people selling it all right. <laughs> like, just weird. Reads weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that company is so slippery, right? I I remember a couple of years ago they got brought up in front of the uh, European Union Union in some court battle about those those packs, or maybe it was in England. And, uh, you know, basically the, the prosecution's like defining what gambling is, uh, that they used all kinds of creative shit talk, like the slimiest executive talk you can imagine where they're like, this is all just part of the game and we're just selling excitement. That's all we're doing is selling excitement for us. It's just great. And I'm like, oh, you guys like fuck right off. Seriously. Like you're, you're corrupting kids you're you're taking money you're charging 79.99 for the game and then you're further exploiting people out of their money just to, on these little stupid packs and everything like kids are spending thousands of bucks you know there's people that have spent over thirty thousand dollars credit card debt on trying to build these uh teams through these packs and whatnot i just it's sickening to think that they're just out there enabling that, and that's their business model. Yep, it's no con no conscious, no moral morality about any of it. It's just pure greed, like shocking stuff. But we allow it, we buy into it, we participate in it. I I'm happy that, like you say, the game's the game. I get to play my soccer. You know what my biggest thing is? I don't even play career mode. Yep. I just play TFC versus whoever TFC have to play that week. To get an idea of who the hell's on the bench on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a shit show, man. EA's got to get their shit together. They got to figure something out. All right, so Stadia, what's going on with Stadia, Phil? You wanted to talk about Stadia. I know there's a couple things. The new um, studio, for example. Um, where do you want to start? Um, 
you know what is an interesting week again um it seems like stadia make the announcement about some video games coming this week and you know fifa being one of them linking up to our last story uh so it's finally live and whatnot and you know naturally when they drop this information what's the first thing that uh jade does the the former head of of um the stadia gaming division that they fired or they terminated because they terminated the entire studio she comes out and announces a, a new new studio called haven with playstation yep. so uh, it just felt like that was just timed and she's she's allowed to be better about it i get it like they lured her away from some a pretty big position she's uh one of the people who did a lot of work at uh, ubisoft and you know was really a really big video game person and whatever so they go and they do that but it just seems like stadia just can't catch a break man it's whenever there's good news or whatever there's a shit article that comes out deliberately slimeballing them and it's just yep. getting gross it's just really getting gross nine to five google did it this week yep. they released some article that basically was like well this is great except it's on stadia again you know you don't sit there and say oh yeah they were saying that that it's too bad Stadia's or Stadia's losing its exclusives. So what a shit show! But yet Sony have been losing exclusives all over the place. Like Horizon Zero Dawn is on the PC now. Do you write that same article about Sony and about how they're losing exclusivity on some of their titles because they're going to the computer and they're opening up to different markets? No, you sit there and you applaud that. You write articles about how great it's going to run on new hardware and blah 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 blah. And then Stadia has it happen, like uh, Bomberman is going to other platforms and things like that, where, you know, on Stadia, you can have up to 64 players in one of these online games and blah, blah, like I, stuff I don't do, but it's, it was unique to Stadia. And then people are just slamming it in these articles. And, and yet there's more and more games coming for Stadia. There's more and more of these exclusive deals being signed. It's clear that Stadia have made a decision about how they're going to be conducting business going forward. And it's a mode of, of Stadia that's actually good for the customer. It's not about getting the exclusives. It's about getting as many titles onto the platform as possible. And it seems to be a long-term plan. Like, we're going into well beyond 2021, and we're starting to see the plan in 2022 and going forward. I'm just going to say it. Like, people have got to start accepting the fact that the future of video gaming is in the cloud. It 100%. really is at this point. Like, And if you don't believe that, you got to look. You really do. Nothing launches perfectly. Stadia definitely has its rough edges. And you know what? You look at GeForce now, they're like doubling their price for their, for their, for their access as of this week. So these platforms are growing. And I'm telling you, it's not that different than the PS5. Like we're talking very compatible very compelling upgrades that are easily done to really get it to the graphical level but i've been spoiled by stadia i really have having this ps5 sitting here is great i love the ps5 i love the controller there are tangible differences that i really enjoy but i'm constantly shocked about how great of an experience stadia can deliver it's not perfect but how great of an experience Stadia can deliver to me with minimal hardware. You yeah. don't even, at this point in time, Horace, you can pick up your controller 
link it to your Chromecast through Bluetooth, put Stadia on your phone for free, download Destiny 2, and play everything for free in 4K. Yeah. As long as your internet. And you haven't spent a cent beyond owning a Chromecast. Yep. And a controller from another company. Yep. You can do it with Xbox. You can do it with PlayStation. You can do it anything. It's absolutely nuts on entry point. And you know and, that I know that uh, Stadia and Google have signed deals with TV manufacturers. Um, so you know that very soon you're going to be getting a controller with every TV purchase. And boom, there you go. Six months to a year of Stadia for free. No hardware needed. Boom, you're ready. You're set up. You can start playing Stadia. Like... Yeah, it's this is this is it. This is this is this is the golden opportunity that they wanted. Um, and, you know, say what you want. It's not Game Pass, but they're ahead of Game Pass in terms of the potential of market penetration. They're not there yet. Yep. But, nope. you know, in terms of overall market availability. They have the heads up. Yep, they, they, they it's their race to lose. At this point, I think GeForce has given them a good run for their money, but that's that's again a consumer. That's consumers win when there's competition like this. Consumers win, so I, I I'm excited about where all of this is heading. I'm excited to see Microsoft's reaction with upgrading their backend to get XCloud going at at, at a good clip. It's it's amazing to me how. Again, another theme that we've uncovered, but how resistant the um, games journalism is to cloud gaming, how how phobic they seem to be about this being the future, about yep. not having a piece of hardware for $600 or 1000 bucks sitting in your living room and just being able to have an internet connection. It's the same as why we stream music. It's yep. the same as why we stream TV. It's the same as why we have Netflix. It's all baked into the same idea, and it's coming for video games. And it's here. It's just a question of whether or not you want to use it. Yep. Acknowledge it. But I'm telling you, it's going to be coming no matter what. Like, the convenience, when I turn on my PS5, all right, I don't sleep it. Because I just don't believe in that. I just read horror stories all the time. So when I turned on my PS5, then boom, 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 boom. I get five or six notifications of shit that's downloading yep. to update. And I look at it and I go, oh, man, this is going to take hours to get stuff in. Man, none of that exists on Stadia. Just turn it on and play. It, it, it empowers the gamer. It really is amazing. It empowers gaming for gamers. And no matter what level you are, no matter if you're a casual dude who can only play 20 minutes a night in between stuff after work and before he goes to bed or she, it's it's anybody can do it. Or you're this hardcore gamer that wants to game, you know, eight hours a day. You got nothing better to do and you're having fun and you're keeping out of trouble. So it it serves all of that. Just an internet connection and a piece of hardware hooked up to a monitor or TV. Boom. Or you play on your phone or your tablet. Whatever you want. It's it's amazing to me that there's this much resistance to it. It's just flabbergasting. It's and the crazy. community's getting damaged. 
the community's getting damaged as a result. It's it's becoming um butthurt. It's becoming like uh you know the uh, the old uh, uh, hostage situation or whatever. They're they're starting to really backbite on each other and on yeah. other services and things like that. And it's not it's not healthy. I'm no. I'm worried about that community and its fragility when it comes to this because you know you try to be supportive and you try to to make sure that everybody's just putting out the right message or or enjoying as much as they can. But it really starts wearing on people, all the negativity and hate directed at Google all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. You can only take so much neg- negativity before you're like, fuck it, I give up. Um, you can only be the yeah. voice of reason for so long before you say, fuck it, I give up. So this is all natural, in my opinion, for, for this to happen. But, you know, we'll see the power to them. And, you know, hopefully things can stabilize a little bit. Hopefully, you know, going back to the rant that I had a few weeks ago in terms of, these naysayers, these these 100% like attack um, articles, you know, the, the bias is strong and, you know, something has to give. Something has to give in the industry that we are in of reviewing, of talking about, of podcasting, about writing, you know, there, there's a lot going on. And, you know, you saw a lot of that even this week with the Snyder Cut. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that on Wednesday. You know, this all of this is 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 a much larger issue, and I don't want to get back into that rant, but it's for sure something that you know you as the consumer need to be aware of. Just be very careful about where you get your reviews from, and you know, even even when we talk, if where your style of you know, if you think that that, that we 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 are similar in terms of what we play, what we like, cool, listen to us. But you know, you do you, you you don't yeah. base stuff don't base your opinion off of what i say sometimes to be 100 percent honest i'll take stuff to the extreme just to get a uh crack out of uh the listeners or you guys when we're listening you know for sure like 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 we challenge ourselves to do things a little bit outside of the norm right like maybe this week i buy some ultimate packs (laughs) for fifa (laughs) i don't know like i know a guy there are times where you kind of got to say, well, is there something to this? Is yeah. there something that should be explored or, or understood a little bit better? I know a guy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talking oh, about man. the future, talking about the streaming, you know, just a decade ago, 10 to 15 years ago, Netflix, 15 years ago, Netflix you had to get it by mail. And then they started the online service, which a lot of people saw as, hmm, this is interesting. I'm not sure about this. But similar to Game Pass, you know, it's 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 the evolution of where technology is going. We look back, you know, 30 years ago now, and or 25 years ago, I should say, and we're looking at, you know, when iTunes started and the whole MP3 wave really started. So mm-hmm. this is all natural. But taking a look at streaming specifically, the numbers are out, and the worldwide streaming subscriptions have exceeded one billion for the first time. Um, so, global streaming subscriptions have passed the one billion mark. There are now 1.1 billion subscriptions to the many streaming services available around the world. That is 14% of the world, if you take the number that Google gives us of 7.67 billion people in this earth. Amazing. 
just yep. amazing. Yep. I, there's actually a, a show that just showed up on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. Yes. Kevin Smith is in it. Yep. And I started watching that. It's pretty interesting. I, I got to finish it. But yeah, it kind of, when you start thinking about this stuff, and it's just hilarious that it's on Netflix. <laughs> And I'm like, wow, okay, so there actually are like three or four blockbusters that are still operating in the States. Yeah. So these communities are propping up the stores, and good for them. Good for them to to keep on going in to rent their DVDs and whatnot. But it's amazing how much the world has changed. And, and you know, they're obviously going to be making the point that it wasn't Netflix that killed Blockbuster. Blockbuster basically did it to themselves. Blockbuster but, had the opportunity to buy Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious to know how deep that rabbit hole goes. They, I'm, I'm just basically at the start of it. But they've already said, you know, they went around and they said, what killed Blockbuster? And everybody said Netflix. But yeah. they said, I don't know about that. <laughs> there, there's a story there. So yeah. looking forward to getting to the conclusion of that one. I think that that might be necessary viewing for when we finally crack open on the streaming world Yeah, when we do our deep dives. There's lessons learned, right? If we take a look at the individual numbers and services, we're going to only name off the bigger services around the world. Um, so Netflix announced that it now had more than 200 million. Uh, Disney Plus stated that it had hit the 100 million subscriber mark. AT&T confirmed that there are 61 million uh, HBO or WB streaming services, whatever, because there's mm. so many of them. So HBO Max, HBO Go, whatever the fuck you use in your world, in your country. Uh, NBC Peacock has reached up to 33 million signups, and that number's for sure going up now that the WWE Network is involved. Not a lot, but it's going to go yeah. up regardless. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's crazy to see like how streaming is, is here. Now, the and major then there's difference... like services like Prime, right, that yeah. are very in the background, but very much there. Yeah. And Prime is a weird one because like, I don't, I know we looked at this before, but it was hard to kind of gauge how many actual people are using Prime because it's tied to your Prime account, right? So anyone who gets yeah, but, same day delivery gets access to Prime. But we know that the boys was competitive with Netflix on yes. views. Yes. So that's a good indicator that they are, with certain content, competing very high, at a high level. Yep. Right. And then Netflix will be releasing their, I guess, answer to the boys in Jupiter's Legacy, which is an awesome, awesome comic book. Um, basically, it's a family of superheroes who kind of you know it's the dark side of being a superhero with fame and whatnot so i kind of like it's similar to the boys in that sense um <laughs> but uh yeah so that should be coming out on netflix i think this year i could be wrong i don't remember when but it's a good hey, it's man, a great Cowboy, comic book very good comic book. cowboy bebop just wrapped too <laughs> yeah i saw that uh, might be interesting live action cowboy bebop possibly maybe could be could be a flaming dog pile of shit. Exactly. <laughs> if 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 most anime translations haven't gone well, um, so we'll see. Uh, Alice in whatever 
that one was pretty good, but the other ones are just have not been good for the most part. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Alice in Borderlands, right? Alice in Borderlands. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was fucking freaky. It was great. Um, I loved it. Space Sweepers. I'm telling you, that one worked for me. That worked for me. Yep. Lead a Battle Angel. That was another one that was successful. Oh yeah, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Apparently, Angel. Disney are are are, uh, are lighting up the uh, the sequels. You know, yep. that was Robert Rodriguez who's in the house with Mandalorian now. Yep. They're talking about having him do some more stuff for Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited there. All right. So before we go, what did you think of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Remember, spoiler free. Spoiler free. Um, it was good. It was actiony. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, I actually have a little more respect for WandaVision now. This sounds funny, but WandaVision was way more daring in their approach. Yep. This is and the that epitome makes, this of the makes MCU. me appreciate it. Yeah. This feels like the MCU. This is, you know, a you would uh, you would have thought the Rousseau brothers were directing that first episode, right? Like it was mm-hmm. it was straight out of, you know, one of the Rousseau brothers movies. It's it's yeah. And it's not a bad thing, but no. it just No, felt no, like no, the no. MCU. It's 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 the same. It's where I expected to be honest, if I was Disney and looking at the situation, I probably would have preferred to release Falcon and Winter Soldier before WandaVision. That sounds weird, but it just it feels like it would have played to the fan base because we're in post endgame world. No spoilers. But we're you know, obviously the time frame and just how it seems to be, but I haven't seen the whole show. We got six episodes total for the run of this. So it's a little bit short, but it's going to be very actiony. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to just having the the experience of being able to watch an action show. I'm I'm but I found WandaVision was more exciting on its underbelly of the exploration of the MCU. Yeah. But I'm I we got five more episodes. So Maybe Disney shocks me. Yeah, I don't know. They, they've they've hit everything out of the park. Like honestly, when you look at Disney's production, and this is what they're releasing, is stuff like this compared to Netflix throwing everything at every demographic all the time, good or bad, and seeing what sticks. Disney are just hitting home runs. It's like just stepping to the plate, and just every ball is cracked out of the park with production and whatnot. It's not everybody's, you know, flavor. I get that. But I'm just saying they're, they invested very, very well from what I've seen so far. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see when that doesn't work out. I, I I felt like Raya and the dragon. I'm halfway through that. Eh, Some weird stuff going on there. Don't know about some of the voices and the, the choices, but it's Disney. It's, you know, it's good. It's it's good for kids and family. So I think Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be very good to Marvel fans. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll see what happens there, right? Like, it's, uh, there's for sure a lot to explore there. And the shows are totally different. We're going to touch on where they're different. But, you know, again, one of my favorite 
and this is not in a good way, one of my favorite reviews that I've seen so far is someone complaining about Falcon and Winter Soldier saying that it feels too much like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we want. Like, uh, it's just really great to get to know some of these secondary and tertiary characters. It yep. really is. And to get them, get us more invested in them. And I did like that, that, uh, you know, the ending of Falcon and Winter Soldier, the little twist. So you, you know that we're in for a ride as yeah. far as what our expectations are for main characters and things like that in the MCU. So yeah, that is, that is fun, right? Like they're, they're testing the, the waters about, about the very unsure universe that we're picking up in mm-hmm. uh, post Endgame. So yeah. and it just goes, there are elements, yeah. And again, I'm going to, this is spoiler free, but seeing what the blip has done to the world, it's really interesting to kind of, that they're exploring that, because we've seen this a little bit in WandaVision, but it's really cool seeing it, like, you know, from mm-hmm. this human point of view, a non-magical point of view, you know? So so we're going we're gonna to touch on that on yep. Wednesday. Um, I'm not even going to ask you, Yet, what you thought of the Snyder Cut, we'll touch on that fully on Wednesday. Um, but uh, I'm still forming an opinion on that. I don't know how I feel. I really don't. I have feelings about that. I have a lot of feelings about that. I have feelings about exactly what we've talked about, about what it's done to our geek universe. Yeah, well. I definitely have opinions about that. But as for the actual content of what I saw, and interestingly, because I saw it before it came out, right? Like, I know that we got access to it. Yep. And um, it it was interesting watching it roll out in real time. Yeah. People's reactions. That was Twitter was gold on, on Thursday. Yeah. For me. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I went through that stage. <laughs> I know that feeling. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the part you just want to die because it's four hours. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> My back hurt here too. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> all joking aside, it, it, it's it's a bloody interesting thing that's happened. Bloody interesting. Yeah. I don't sure. know if that's good or bad, but it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. <laughs> So we're going to touch on that on Wednesday. I know we're really building up this episode for Wednesday, but, you know, <laughs> I just think that uh, I wanted to kind of dedicate some time to the geekdom of things. So that's on Wednesday. So hey, Phil, I even went and watched Justice League, the original. I had to go back and, and, and be like, all right, like, am I misremembering how much extra is in this? No. You're not. And I'll have thoughts on that. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I will have thoughts on that. Yep. So let us know what you think, listeners. Did you like Falcon and Winter Soldier? Did you like the Snyder Cut? Let us know. We'll be talking about it on um, Wednesday. And if you let us know before Tuesday, when we record at night, hint, hint, Phil, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I will uh, try to get some of the comments on the show so just let us know what you thought about that and phil tell our listeners where they can send that feedback to yeah if you're looking to get a hold of us so we have some of your reactions for our show 
You can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com or you can track us down probably easier and quicker on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast show. And when you're there, please be so kind as to subscribe and uh, leave a rate and review if possible on the platform because it's greatly appreciated to push us up in the algorithms, the algorithms of life. Yep. Thank you to everyone who has listened and left a review, rated us, um, everyone who has subscribed. It really helps us in our bottom line and our goals for 2021, which we still have many that we want to reach. Uh, so we are the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about all things books, video games, comic books, movies, TV shows, Roblox, Stadia, streaming services, <laughs> Falcon with a Soldier, Snyder Cut, anything and everything. And Phil, do you know what the best part of it all is? I'm hearing that in Zack Snyder's universe, it's all in canon. Oh, God. That's another thing we're going to have to talk about. Anyways, he's Phil. <laughs> I'm Boris. It's the It's Canon Podcast. Good night. Good night.